Hello. Hello, Jamie and Marcus here. Welcome to episode number 28 of Test of Time. Love, passion, and hustle in the restaurant business. Yes. So. And we've been doing it for, well, our own restaurant for over 20, 20 years. years. And um, you've been in the restaurant business since you were 14. When you were 14, yeah. working probably. Yeah, 14. So you've been in the restaurant business. You've worked in some really 35, 36 places. years. Yeah. So you've been in some really high-end places. So you learned hospitality really, really young. You started learning hospitality, and you worked in the Catskill Mountains during the heyday of the busy. Yeah, the end of the Borscht Belt the era. Borscht Belt era. Um, I worked. Um, I've always worked in, you know, um, not in hospitality, but with people, uh, with kids and people. And um, and then twenty years ago, we opened um, our restaurant um, about ninety miles north of New York City, and um, we have been here for twenty years, and we just love. Um, educating, teaching people, and talking to people about the things that we've made mistakes on. Because, gosh, we've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And we even wrote a book on it, demistakes.com. Um, and then we wrote a, another book during the pandemic, um, right? Everyone still has to eat. Still has to eat. But, you know, we just want to, we want to educate people and teach people and, um, and, help you not make the mistakes that we share just share, share right share. help you not make the mistakes that we've made before so yep. so yeah so what are we going to talk about today let's talk about um wine selection um restaurants because i feel sometimes oh, it is lacking and it's that, not even thought process you know a lot of restaurants think about their their menu so incredible and then they just lack the bar they lack the wines they lack the liquors they lack the beer they just lack that part it's like just want to make as much money as they possibly can but not put any thought into it here's the deal all rush restaurants know this there's a lot of cheap wine out there that you can buy that's a fraction of the price of better house poor wines and it's tempting to buy a four dollar bottle of wine mm -hmm. And sell for eight dollars a glass, as opposed to buying a ten or twelve dollar bottle of wine and selling it for ten or twelve dollars a glass. The other ratio is much more tempting, where they're making their money on the first half glass. Generally, the typical rule, if you're a restaurant, restaurant business, is you know your first glass covers the cost of the bottle, and then everything else is profit, which is nice. But I gotta tell you, everything's so expensive these days. Very expensive. But there's still cheap wine on the market. Because sure. they need to move it, they need to sell it, and they're not making it's just not good wine. It's just not good. some of it's better than others, but I can't say when I go to a restaurant, I say I, I know you paid three dollars and thirty cents for that wine, and you're charging me ten dollars, ten dollars, or even fourteen dollars in one yeah. case. The one, yeah, I just saw last year. It's like you're, I was like, this, this right, it's mind face, mind blowing. Yeah. Here's here's our experience with this as far as one out a lot. We try to go out and experience as much as we possibly can. And we are always going to different places because we want to see what people are doing. Yep. We want to we want to learn from learn. them as well. And we want a good meal out. Yes. We want to enjoy and relax. So for us, we used to serve that cheap bottle of Pinot Grigio, right? We used to serve $4 bottle and charge seven, $8, whatever it was, $8 for Pinot Grigio. And we're guilty of that. And then one day you and I came up with an idea 
Like we've been to all these amazing wineries. At that time, it was like two hundred wineries. Why are we not serving only their wines by the glass? Right, right. Why don't we do a story in every pour? So now we haven't been to any places, you know, Grigio. In fact, remember the one time we, we visited Ruslo, found yeah. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. That's a whole other story. And yeah. we went to the guy who actually founded the guy very first person. Father, his father. We sat with his son. Yeah, his father. He was the very first person to vinify Pinot Grigio by itself. And the regular, the original mission of Pinot Grigio, Pinot Grigio from Italy, was to make a wine that was flavorless. That people could just, could just just drink, drink and drink. drink. Really, the American palate just drink yeah. and drink and drink. Yeah. A flavorless wine, no oak in it, no minerality. Just wine, you know, basically just drink, drink, drink. Yeah. So we were at, we, we met the guy, the son, his father's worked for Santa Margarita in the 60s. And now and he has his own, own winery now. So now most consumers, or a lot of consumers like these, think a lot of these consumers like these shallow Pinot Grigios. You can buy shallow Pinot Grigios literally for four bucks a bottle. Right. It's, it's easy to do, very, very easy to do, especially when you buy five or 10 cases, stock up, and you're pouring this wine. So we decided we're not we're no longer gonna do that a few years back mm-hmm. and we pay twelve bucks more somewhere for Pinot Grigio and we charge ten, eleven, twelve dollars in glass for it, whatever it is. Um, the ratio is what has been our experience with offering a better wine by the glass in this category? People appreciate it more and they get a second glass and and they like it more. And you know, we hadn't really tasted Pinot Grigios next to each other side by side like that until one day we just said let's pull this Pinot Grigio and this Pinot Grigio the cheap one right and the more expensive and we taste them we were like wow what a difference like Pinot Grigio like our Pinot Grigio has so much flavor it's delicious right like I really really it's still a simple wine it's a simple wine simple wine it's not like it's not oaky buttery you know, there's something to it. There's something to with it. With the finesse of still being the Pinot Grigio category. Yeah, exactly. So as a result, people buy a second glass. We had a couple, and that happens sometimes all the time. You know, this, this week alone, we've sold like a case of it. Like we've sold a lot of bottles of Pinot bottles. Grigio this week, which has very, been very unusual. We had a, a couple in last night. They ordered nine ounces of glass and a half each. And the husband said, I don't really don't drink Pinot Grigio. And they ordered another glass. And he goes, I normally don't drink Pinot Grigio, but I figured, you know, it's a warm summer day. I wanted something really light. But it's really And he good. goes, I'm so impressed with this. Like, can I see the bottle? Can I, yeah. I want to take a picture. I want to go buy some. And they ordered more. He goes, we would normally would not order this, this much wine. Mm-hmm. But we go through, since we switched. A lot more. A lot more Pinot Grigio. Yeah. So you know, the the better your product is, and the more people enjoy it, the more you're going to sell. More you're going to sell. I mean that that really is the bottom line. And if you you don't give them a good product, um, they're not going to order a second glass. Not going to order a second glass. Going to enjoy it. You literally buy barefoot sellers for three thirty three a bottle or one of those cheap ones. But if they're not enjoying it, they're not going to. Order. I would rather make less margin, sell two glasses versus one. Yeah. And make the guests super happy, happy where they're taking a picture of the bottle. Where can I get this? Where can I get this? Nobody's ever gonna take a picture of barefoot sellers or one of those other really yeah. cheap ones and be like, where can I go rush out and buy barefoot sellers or one of these other where can I go rush out and buy this? And that's what you want to create with your products you're serving is 
where can I get more of this? Be proud of them, right? And be proud of what you've, what you have put behind your bar and, and as your glass of wine, you know? So many restaurants say, we serve the finest ingredients, we use the best ingredients. And when you go to the bar, they use the cheapest ingredients, the cheapest tequila, the cheapest well products. I don't like saying using the term uh, well products. This is our this is our house selected bourbon. This is our favorite house selected bourbon. Mm -hmm. And people come in and they order Maker's Mark. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm making a, a this drink or that drink. I'm like, try this first. I don't have we don't have Maker's Mark anyway, but you try this. They're like, wow, this is this is great. What is that? Can I take a picture of that? And you're gonna save a lot of money if you're buying in the store versus Maker's Mark or one of those other brands. But you so don't get caught into that game of saving, 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 saving. Most saving. restaurants do, unfortunately, right? I think people are starting to really think a little bit more. We've noticed it a little bit more um, going out uh, here and there that people are really thinking a little bit more about what they are putting the in the bar. So boring. there was one restaurant owner who was kind of making fun of me and calling me a wine snob at one point. Um, and this person had like really cheap, cheap, cheap wine. Now this person's advertising that they have all these better wines yeah. now. And I'm like, huh, paying a, being a wine snob pays off, huh? So being knowledgeable pays off. Being knowledgeable pays and, off. And teaching yourself and, right? And yep. teaching other people. So I, we recently saw Kevin's Rally. Yes, we did. From Windows in the World wine course, Windows in the World when it was when it was open. And he was a seller master. And he did the Windows in the World wine course. He's written all the books, Windows of the World, really, really, really an influential person in the wine industry. I love telling this story. When I met him when I was 19 years old, he told me, Marcus, learn wine and you'll increase your salary by $10,000. So if you're a restaurant owner and if you learn the basics of wine, be able to offer more interesting things, you will make far more than $10,000 more by being able to do wine dinners, being able to rotate in interesting wines, create a wine buzz. And I'm not saying go spend excessive amounts we we do too much but you don't need to do too much to have a nice tight wine program it's different than what everybody else has you can have some really good wines at the 35 to 40 dollar range wines on your menu, bottle, bottle and just do a 15 like 15 really good bottles of wine and you know four glasses of really good wine and white and red and yeah and something interesting and yeah. unique and don't think you could have to have chardonnay sauvignon blanc riesling don't think you have to have all the basics do go outside the yeah. box get a view you don't need get yeah. a get a, a you don't need Tivo, right like think outside the box and people will think of you more about going for a nice glass of wine. Right. And you see, here's a Celice Salentino. Here's a Verdecca. Right. Here's, you know, a Vonier. And people are going to be like, oh, cool. Let me take the picture. Show them the bottle. So goes a long way. So your wine program. Probably a lot of us probably need a little help with our wine program. Uh, you know, and the best way to be able to do that is you as the owner being able to understand wine a little more and and teachers watch videos teach your staff go to youtube and grab some videos on youtube you can go onto youtube and find what is chardonnay how is chardonnay vinified what does it taste like yeah. what does it pair with and send that four minute video out to your staff your team members and say folks here's the basis on chardonnay here's the basis on pinot noir and at the same time you learn the same thing but i've seen way too many restaurants where 
So we talked to, talk to all our salespeople. They're our friends. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Go to your salespeople. Go to people that you buy from and say, hey, I really want to learn about these four wines. Pick four, right? And start there. And I bet they'd be happy to start bringing you in stuff and talking to you and putting stuff on you and getting stuff on your list that you, right. you know. So the one thing that I we always ask ourselves of like, hey, we're going to this town here, this like, like, who do you sell wine to in that town? Like, we want to go to a good restaurant. And he'll tell us, like, oh, this restaurant, the owner openly doesn't drink wine. Um, the owner doesn't like wine. The owner, you know, or the owner loves wine. He gets a little geeky, Marcus. You're going to have some really good experience there. And so you can just tell. You can tell. Right? Yeah. And I've always found, here's the correlation I always found. Better the wine, the better the food. 100%. That's a correlation. If you're taking the time to do the things right at the bar, it's even more so in the kitchen. Right. Because you're so. taking the time to be detail oriented. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know that you know that ingredients matter. Absolutely. So, okay. step up your wine program. Teach your team. Have you have, have sales reps? You know, you have a lot of videos on restaurant growth secrets, right? On wine. So yeah. So too. our our restaurant training program, I have sixty videos plus on. They're all three minute videos on two minute videos. One minute. What is Infidel? What is Primitivo? What is Nero de Troya? What is, you know, our, our nest? What is all these different grapes, what they pair with, and the flavor profiles? That's in our training platform. And if you subscribe to our training platform for your team, you have this. And you just click the ones you want them to see, and they'll just see five videos or ten videos. Or let them experience beyond the normal realm and learn all the other grape profiles. We have, I have kitchen staff that's taking, that's taking the course on wine. Right. You know, so put it out there. Let them, let them learn. Absolutely. So... All right. Thank you for listening, watching. This is Jamie and Marcus from Test of Time. Love, passion, and hustle in the restaurant business. Yep. And uh, more great tips on how to run a restaurant. Go to restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com.